Welcome to the Kill Your Internet Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 48 of the Kill Your Internet Podcast presented by High Brew Coffee. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin. To my left, we have the Lord, Mr. Roast Malone in the building. Eric, how are we doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm buddy? doing outstanding, man. Ken, how are we doing today? Also well. Good. That's very. Uh, that was very expeditious of everybody to get their feelings in for the day. Chop, chop. Let's, <laughs> let's make this happen. <laughs> like I said, we are presented by High Brew Coffee. 10% off all online orders using the promo code FOXTROT, and you can get it at Wawa. I went to two Wawas this week, and both were sold out of High Brew Coffee. FOXTROT effect. I bought them all. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the shelves are empty, dude. The shelves are empty. I, I, I tagged the people in Hybrew, and they just gave me like a muscle emoji, so I'm thinking that's a good thing. They're flexing on them. Flexing on them, dude. Flexing on everybody. Uh, guys, uh, we talked about it last week, and uh, I said if the birds beat the 49ers, I was back on the bandwagon. And I'm not saying a bandwagon, but I'm back on Super Bowl I or mean, bust. You don't, don't you do that. Don't do it. Don't hold you accountable for this what you ki- say. This kid, because I, I get very animated in the group chat, the band group chat about the Eagles, and Eric is always out call, like calling me out. Go ahead. Yo, what do you got to say? Yo, this is like, there's like an incomplete pass. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> I fucking hate this fucking team. <laughs> <laughs> It's not inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) The best is you open it. It's just like 10 straight common messages. I like open the group chat and a fist comes out of my phone and punches my left eye. Look, I care way too much. I told you, I I repeat it to myself all the time. I will not let the Philadelphia Eagles dictate my happiness and this week it did i got off to a chipper start to the week hey, I, yeah. I slept take, like it, a baby. take it where you can because we may not get a lot of these wins. yeah yeah dude i i would have enjoyed the win where i was all fucked up last night. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I drank last night uh, how'd it go what'd you drink killer yeah, lights i was drinking killers everything <laughs> everything I just, available i had these one jones i forget what they were High noon. Oh yeah, you got the nooners. Yeah, dude. That pretty, that, that goes perfectly into our guest today. We have Smitty from Barstool. Oh nice. Nooners are a big Barstool drink, so they, they're big. So yeah, yeah we, awesome. we have Smitty from Barstool, <laughs> a fellow Philly why. guy, host of Barstool Game Time. Uh, if you listen to the interview, we actually challenged Smitty to catch the hands from stepdad Terry on Tony Hawk. Like, legitimately, I told him, I said, "Yo." Ken wanted to pass along a message that you got to catch these fucking hands in Tony Hawk, and he shit on Ken so bad. He was like, he he was like, he would be called Stepdad Terry because he's from fucking Delco. He's like, it makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, Stepdad Terry is from Delco. Yeah, we that's, have, that's, that's a fact. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. He, he lives in the top floor Ridley, of a duplex in Ridley Park. Ridley Park or Aston. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to turn over too many stoops to figure that one. Out. <laughs> oh my god! But back to the Eagles, dude. Carson played like a fucking grown ass man last night. Yeah, man. He, he, he was not perfect. But he's also throwing to a triage uh, yeah, unit. Mean, yeah, exactly. Yo, big surprise of the game. Jordan Mailata, functional. Wasn't terrible. He had one bad penalty. Yeah, like I said, I, I w- that's why I wish I wasn't all fucked up, so I could have paid attention to the the, and the nuts and bolts. Yeah, because, I mean, he didn't get hit. Did he get, no, he, he, he didn't, didn't get He sacked. got sacked maybe once, and I think it was... He had one false start. But yeah, the false was start was hit. on a fourth down to where like we were going to go for a quarterback dive. Oh, he got hit like he got like a really bad loss. Well, I mean, well, so the, the, one, only one, the one interception was a tip, a tip at yeah. the line. So you can't even be that mad about that because the penetration yeah, I mean, was coming through. So what are you going to do? It wasn't do? like it was a bad fucking read. Errant pass or anything throw. like that. Yeah, exactly. 
Fulgham or whatever the fuck the kid's name is. Shout Fulgham, out to my man. I, think, yeah. I said that's how Irish people say Fulgham. They're like Fulgham. <laughs> Fulgham. Like, <laughs> shout out Richard Rogers. Listen to the names that I'm listing right now as who Carson was throwing to. By the way, what is the deal with Miles Sanders? Why are they not utilizing Miles Sanders? I mean, I, I was listening to this radio today and they were saying they're worried about him fumbling. But he hasn't fumbled yet. Well, but, well, I mean, even if that is the case, like, how like you're gonna run it down with Boston Scott? You need a you need to solidify a run game. You can't. The, yeah, the, it, go it, away my, from my, it. If my biggest gripe the whole game was the la- the last drive we had the ball when we were trying to run the clock down. The running backs in were Corey Clement, yeah, and Boston Scott. Yeah, I mean, like that's not that's not acceptable. That's stupid. If Sanders is gonna be your guy, he needs to be. You gotta get yeah, let him be right? the guy. Like, let him. Yeah, just let him. It's not. I mean, I feel like I'm not a fucking NFL running back, but. I mean, I feel like if your only goal is to like run and go get four yards and not fumble, like that's not that hard. That's Corey Clement in a nutshell, dude. <laughs> fucking four points of contact. Don't like, run out of bounds. Don't fumble the ball. You just need to keep yeah, the clock running. Just run in between the t- yeah, I mean, but I, I'm just saying we had four offensive starters play last night. Four. Yeah. And Lane Johnson was cool. in and out. Yeah. So dude, that was a roller coaster ride. The roller coaster ride. But I will say Carson played like a fucking grown ass man. He got his swag back. They need to stop with the Jalen Hurts shit. Every time he comes in, it's a bad snap. Jason Kelsey was off last night. I don't know what the deal was. Yeah, he, had he had like two, really two or snaps. three really bad snaps. He Definitely also was on the tra- he was hurt. He was on the trainer's table for a little while. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm happy. It's the first time this year I can leave a game and not say what the fuck is going on. The world is falling down. I'm happy. I think it's a good thing that we get the Steelers after this weird week where they're not playing. I think we get them a little bit off. So I, I don't know. Could this be the championship run? Is this the start of the championship DVD? Who knows? <laughs> Probably not, but let's let's go with it anyway. Most definitely. Uh, as far as NFL picks, was there anything that jumped out to you? Like <laughs> the fucking Cowboys getting run out the gym by the fucking Got Browns. Smoked. I think I picked them. You did. You did pick the Browns. Yeah. Oh, I picked the Browns. Didn't you? I don't know. I don't know. We never we never <laughs> yeah. like go back to our picks. Uh, I was wrong about one pick. I know the Buffalo Bills are four and zero. Shout out to our sister city up there in Buffalo. Did you pick the, I picked yeah. the Raiders because right. for some reason it's one of those situations. It's like when you watch Hard Knocks and you're like. You just think that team is going to be amazing. I have one reason why I think that the the Raiders are great. It's because I watched them on a football game against the Saints, and I'm like, that's a great football team no, right the there. The Saints just aren't that good. Yeah, but they they fucking played great this week. I, I don't know yeah. the NFL. There's nobody right now that is like shockingly great, except for maybe Packers. The, Chiefs, I I Ravens. did tell you the Packers were a good football team. We had that conversation. The Chiefs, the Ravens got proved frauds <laughs> so far. If your quarterback throws for 97 yards in a game against the best team in the league, you can't say they're the best team in the league. They're the second best team in the league. Seattle, I think, is I, Seattle's the best team in the NFC, for my money. Probably. I think yeah. they're really fucking good. I love Jamal Adams as the uh, the like anchor of that defense. But did you see? I'm not going to put this in wild as shit. But Jamal Adams Instagram this picture oh, of him yeah. like watching the TV, and he didn't notice that on the table there was a fucking fat-ass joint. Ooh, and then he God. edited it out and then put the same picture back up two minutes later. <laughs> ah. Oh, my God. Receipts, baby. Receipts. First off, whoever, because the joint was not that noticeable. Like, it was, like, yeah. through the five hole. Like, it was, like, on the table, like, between his legs. And somebody, like, must have been, like, oh, my God, is that a joint yeah. weed? Someone was probably looking yeah, for Jerry it. Yeah, Jerry Jones was looking for it. Yeah. He's like, look. Look, Steven. <laughs> I told you. So, we, we, we do have two big weeks coming up. This week is Monster Week. We have Monster dropping on Friday. Oh. Uh, I'm. Did you forget about that? No. Because Ken keeps saying he forgot about it. I and like I how you call it Monster Week. Monster Week? It's Monster Month, baby. It spooky like time. 
Monster Week down at Grave <laughs> yeah. Digger. Yeah. yeah, our promotion this week for Monster is just, we're just going to run a bunch of monster <laughs> trucks and go through the streets of Philadelphia. Kid like seats are just five bucks. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Dude, it's, only, it's only like three grand to rent them for a half hour. I think we should. Let's just buck up. Let's go. We could pay for I'll our studio. Yeah, we could pay for our studio time for the next good amount of time, or rent <laughs> Grave Digger for half an hour. Just be stepdad Terry in a Grave Digger. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! The script writes itself. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited because me and Eric were having this conversation about Monsters. The first time maybe that we got a song back that we're like, that is exactly how a Foxtrot song is supposed to sound. Like it just sounds really well done. Agreed. Not about that first thing, but. I mean, it sounds really good. There we go. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. I'm giving like not enough credit, but I, I just thought like I got that back, and I was like, "This is that shit." And I think it just matches kind of my attitude about music in general right now. I just wanted something that sounded real. It sounded something like us, something a little angry, a little fucking over the top. No, I, I'm really, I'm really happy with how Monster came. I out. think it was the process. Like we knew what we wanted. Yep. We got what we wanted. We're content with what we have. Well, yeah, and we even brought in Trace from Nashville to make sure the guitars were right, and like we had really good references to what we wanted it to feel like. I think like getting the Queens of the Stone Age drums done was right. Eric's guitar part in the verses, I wanted that Arctic Monkeys feel. I thought that was like perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I really like the split of the vocals. I love the way Erica goes up. Um, I don't overall. I'm just and th- I will say my favorite part of the song is during the intro guitar riff when Will comes in halfway through and just lets that note loose. <laughs> Blowing speakers out. Uh, and then next week is Nashville week. I'm heading down to Nashville for four days. I got a bunch of podcast interviews lined up. I'm doing some writing, doing some recording, doing all that. But we got Nashville week. And I told Ken this, but I just got an alert today. I rented a car and I got like the Enterprise rental car, like special of the day. It was like $30 a day. And I'm expecting to is get like, good? yeah, it's great. I mean, I, I pay like $100 total for a rental car for four days. It's pretty, it's pretty chilling, right? So I'm going to spend that on Ubers anyway. And I expected to get back. It was going to be like Erica's car. It was going to be like a Scion or some shit like that. Yo, 2020, G-Wagon. 2020 convertible Mustang. Ooh. Yo, Ooh. my what God. If, what if they're like, there's one little kicker. There's a puddle of mud CD stuck in the <laughs> CD player. That's the only thing you can listen to. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it doesn't have a steering wheel, so we have a wrench attached to the steering <laughs> column, and you have to turn like that. But I was like, I really expected to get like like a 1943 like F-150. Like They're just like, yeah, we found this out on the highway, so you can have it now. So. <laughs> Fire. That'd be fucking dope. But I was just like, I'm recording all the podcast out of the convertible. Like, I'm just gonna sit there because Nate is my co-host next week. Ooh. Nate Moran, our buddy from Nashville, who was on a lost Idiot. episode of the podcast because his Wi-Fi didn't work, is gonna be my co-host for the episodes down there. <laughs> I'm excited. Joe Costa's coming on, which is gonna Ooh. be amazing. Ooh. Tiny fucking meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Costa is a, a pretty famous engineer down He's there in Nashville. He works with the guys from the Rack and Tours. He works with Ben Folds as his exclusive engineer. And Joe will be on the podcast. Rob Snyder is going to make his return, number one country singer. I got a couple more guys. I got somebody in Spotify playlisting down there who's going to be on. So we'll get to talk about that. Uh, so just watch out. Southern week next week. Nashville week. I'll be documenting the whole thing. Uh, let's go into our wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. So you know how like Trump was in the hospital and they had like there was like a group of like a hundred people outside with signs like "Get well, Mr. President" like out there, and that's why he took that joy ride in the car around. Oh God! <laughs> Did you see that? He went no. in a hermetically sealed car. So like the um, like okay. the, the presidential <laughs> 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 the presidential uh, SUV is like bulletproof and hermetically sealed. So the presidential all, souf. All the all the germs. <laughs> so anybody in that car definitely got coronavirus as well. <laughs> but he like went outside and like waved to all the people that were like. <laughs> Dude, 
There were signs Wapping out there. His germs yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he dropped the he drops the window and he sneezes. Yeah. One of the signs that was out there on the window. There was a group of people with a sign that said the Amish for Trump. <laughs> if the Amish are like one of your biggest supporters, don't you think you might be going backwards in ideals? <laughs> if we're gonna win the election, we secure the Amish vote. I will say though, he might, the, he's probably the perfect candidate for the Amish because yeah. they can't see what the fuck he says online. They don't have <laughs> they don't have the internet. Oh, they probably yeah. only know him based oh, on like seeing him in person. Yeah, yeah. Like this guy seems really they, nice. Yeah, he probably seen him in person. It's like this guy's also he's got these rowdy like yeah. <laughs> supporters. Um, they just know him from he his many bankruptcies. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I just seen that and I was like, "Could you imagine he's just going by like, oh my god, the Amish are on my side. <laughs> this is fucked." <laughs> Jesus Christ! I saw like I just the sign that says "The Amish for Trump" like literally made me laugh. I was because it was like first of it was like a computer generated sign. It had to, like the, the, can't the, be computer generated the, if it's the Amish. No, I'm saying the Trump campaign. <laughs> the Trump campaign definitely just distributes different things like blank for Trump, like the Amish for Trump, <laughs> like things like that. Like I, I I just like seen it and I was like, how is this fucking 2020? Like how how is this what we're doing now? Hey man, you can't you can't second guess anything in 2020. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did you also see he tweeted out? So he's going home from the hospital and he tweeted out. He tweeted out basically, like, hey, I'm leaving the hospital. I can't wait to get out of here. By the way, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it run your life. And I saw all these people, like, like the super, super, like, liberal side was like, like, oh, my God, can you believe, like, he didn't have a wake-up call? And, like, I saw other people tweeting, like, yo, if you thought this motherfucker was bad before, like, tweeting out, like, brash bravado <laughs> things, he just beat the coronavirus. You don't think he's going to walk out oh, and be yeah. like, look what it can do to me. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> there is no virus that can defeat can me. Can you imagine now when, like, he goes to Biden. He's just gonna. It's gonna he's gonna sneeze up. in Biden's face on purpose. He's just gonna be. He's gonna be like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna be balling up tissues and throwing it I six mean, feet across the face. Loves humor. I love it, but not from my president. <laughs> That's exactly what I think the rest of the world thinks of when they see United States. They would just picture like Trump like throwing balled up tissues at Joe Biden across, like my germs, yeah, my germs. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. <laughs> Oh my god it's The next debate it. is just him fighting on the front lawn with dogs <laughs> around him <laughs> Like his stepbrother Jesus Christ uh, another, another like semi-political thing So you know like the whole thing with the Proud Boys Like the fucking Trump said like uh, Stand back and st- like stay up Or whatever the fuck he said Some stupid shit Yesterday the internet stays undefeated Because uh, the hashtag Proud Boys Hashtag was taken over by the LGBTQ community Which is like the exact opposite of like what the Proud Boys are about and I love it was like when the the, the TikTok kids took over uh, the the white supremacy hashtag and, and they just tweeted out a bunch of like K-pop shit. Yeah. It's like the exact same thing where they just like like put all this like stuff supporting LGBTQ out there, which is fucking outstanding. Yeah, that's like that's fair. fucking great. Like it's like the best way to go about it. Like literally utilizing their brashness and their like idiocy, and then saying like, "Oh, you did this stupid hashtag. Okay, well, we're just gonna flood it with all our shit." I think that's fucking outstanding. Yeah. I love when like negative things are co-opted by like positive things, and then the people who are negative are just sitting there stamping their feet. Like I think it's fucking hilarious. Uh, the last thing I saw, we're doomed. Twenty twenty is going out with a bang. Uh, so scientists. No, scientists opened up a sarcophagus for a mummy that hasn't been opened in oh. 2,500 years. Yeah, I've seen that. We're, dude, we're fucked. We're, we're so fucked. That's evil spirits all over the place. I'll beat the shit out of that mummy. Yeah. I'm just saying. Try ass bone mummy. You scared of a mummy? Bitch ass, try ass, bone ass mummy. Come catch these hands, yo. Show WrestleMania. Stupid mummy. 
<laughs> mommy doesn't even know what the fuck is going on. Comes down yeah. and thinks he's about to dominate the world. And Ken walks up yeah. and just pokes him in his no eyes. Yeah, like, mommy's so old, he hasn't seen these implements. <laughs> <laughs> I was just more thinking about like curses and like plagues I'll and hit that shit. Curse of the fucking rake, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got what yourself it? a rake. You got yourself a curse protector, my friend. Yeah, people are afraid of the mummy coming put out. Hit rake, that. <laughs> put the rake on your front door. <laughs> I'm calling the boys. We're about to go hit that mummy with the K. Just. <laughs> 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 you want to bring them old world cases? I pull out the Drake, go just. Yeah, I think spin zone. This is gonna be great. We can all unite against the curse and just beat the shit out of it, and then yeah. we end love any type the, of. I would love to see the mummy just come alive and just like walking <laughs> photo. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you send <laughs> you send John Cena out there and he hits him with John Cena. <laughs> Who would be the first person you would pick to fight the mummy? John Cena. I mean, you'd pick the Rock, but the Rock was the bad guy in the mummy. So I'm, I'm not s- sure where his alliance oh, stands. Oh, he's the Scorpion Damn. King. Damn. Which could just be the one I'm, send, I'm, send, I'm sending Chief Keef. I said Chief Keef. Just bang, I bang. just got a little bit more anxious about this whole curse. Why, thing. the rock might be on his side, and then what are we going to do? Why do you think he ripped that gate down to get what, out of his yeah, house? Yeah, to what get if, to the mummy. Dude, what if the mummy pulls out his K? <laughs> Oh, what if they open up the case and the mummy is buried? The mummy is buried with two Dracos just sitting there. <laughs> Game strapped. Uh, that's great aim. Oh my god! All right, so that's the wildest <laughs> shit that we've seen on the internet. <laughs> Let's go into what the fuck we've been listening to. I'll start, Eric, then Ken. Uh, I'm starting with actually produced by a guest on the podcast in two weeks. We have Will Yip, Grammy award-winning oh, producer, coming on. Uh, Northeast Philadelphia native, little known fact. Uh, he produced the latest album for the Menzingers. I'm a big fan of the Menzingers. Uh, this song's called Anna, and I like this record because it's more of like a a more pop, ver- not pop version, but like very well written hooks. And I love the fact the way he Will Yip did the guitars. And uh, the Menzingers always write really good hit hooks, and I'm a sucker for a lyric with Philadelphia in it because I'm a fucking, you know, I'm a fucking caveman. Like, it's my brain. I'm like, I hear something I know. I'm like, oh, basic my fi- God. Basic Philly, bro. Basic Philly, bro. And uh, the hook <laughs> is really, really well written, and the the guitar work is great. Uh, so I picked Anna by the Menzingers. So, E, what's your first pick? Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> Yo, this is great because I'm going to have a pop punk throwback, too. There so. Yo, go. it's funny. I didn't have that on here until I wrote down. And I was all like late and tired, <laughs> and I was it was it was like I was like all right that's what I've been listening to lately. Why well, you hear it, you hear it on Radio One Hundred Four Five like eighty times? No, a I week. heard it on my the Play Lizzie. The Play Lizzie came in hot. Yeah, 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 some bangers. It's Dude, a bop. I had uh, a yeah. perfect by Simple Plan come up on mine the other day, and I was oh. like, why did this get suggested to me? I was like, am I sitting around angsty yeah, like say you cursing my dad? <laughs> You're watching Cheaper Brother Dozen. <laughs> You don't get it, stepdad Terry. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Stay right. away from my mom. <laughs> get rid of all the Mountain Dew. <laughs> go ahead, Ken. What's your first pick? I'm gonna go a throwback. Um, this old pop punk band from the early 2000s. Um, have you guys heard of Rufio? Yeah, Rufio. Rufio. Um, Road to Recovery. Their bass player is very underrated. Fucking sick. And I feel like he never got the respect. Well, Rufio in general was always a little underrated. But would you say he was? Fucking sick. sick. How was dude. that spelled? Sick. Rufio's dope. Yeah, I like that Rufio. pick. Good pick, man. My second pick, 
I went Post Malone, not Rose Malone. I went Post Malone. Posty. I told Ken I was putting together a dresser this weekend from Ikea, so I basically shot out my entire Friday night. But while I was doing it, I put Post Malone on shuffle. Why the fuck not? And it's from his latest record called uh, uh, Hollywood is Bleeding. I didn't listen to it all the way, and then this song came up. It's called San Tropez. Dude. Mm -hmm. Fucking outstanding. The man just writes great hooks. Like, he's just like stadium hooks built for, like, pop rap. I don't know. Like, on its face, should I like it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But it's so catchy. You can't deny the kid's talent. He just does that, like, pop rap with a little bit of, like, a Chili Peppers. Yeah, he he has. Well, I always appreciate different sides to artists. But, I mean, Post Malone's kind of created his own thing. And now he has a lot of people who are, like, copying him. Because why the fuck wouldn't you? Machine Gun Kelly is trying to. Oh, real bad. Real bad. So uh, I went with Sancho Pay by Post Malone. What was the song? Um, Road to Recovery. All right, he, he's like my second pick is Road to Recovery by <laughs> Rufio as well. I got um, <clears throat> Pardon Me Swim by Jack's Mannequin. Oh, dude, nice. I'm a huge Jack's Mannequin guy. You yeah. you're on some angsty shit today. What's going on? You all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to a fucking song. Grown man. <laughs> what album Swim off of? Class Passenger. Class Passenger. That's a really good record. I always say Andrew McMahon writes like the best pop choruses. Like I, ju- I'm a huge Andrew McMahon fan. Um, I never. Do you ever get? Do you ever get into something corporate? You ever listen to that? Uh, I know, like her- like Hurricane, if that's that thing's called or whatever. I, uh, uh, his best project to me is Jack's Mannequin. Then I like the solo stuff, and then I like. Uh, something corporate, but I don't know. Good pick. Uh, good picks all around. That's what the fuck we've been listening to. Uh, oh shit! Ken, <coughs> go for your second pick, my man. <laughs> Real quick. Um. Dive in Dave Matthews Band, all big Ooh, whiskey. Came up on my Spotify, like jump back in. So I listened to that on the way down here, and great drums on that yeah. song. Big whiskey was hated on at first because it was like that's too rock and roll. That's for my favorite Dave Matthews, Dave Matthews, Matthews album. I love that fuck. Like as far as Dave Matthews albums go, it's probably my favorite Dave Matthews album too. Um, but I like Seven. Of course, is a great fucking seven, song. Alligator you and Pie, Me's on that. You and me. Great. Funny the way it is. Funny the way it is is so good. That's a great live Dave Matthews album too. Man. You know when he pulls out an electric guitar, you're getting some from Big Big yeah. Whiskey and the Grox King. So. Definitely. Uh, that was what the fuck we were listening to. Uh, before we go into our interview with Smitty from Barstool, I just want to give a shout-out to our sponsor once again at High Brew Coffee. 10% off of all online purchases with promo code Foxtrot. And for this week, if you order something, let us know. Send us the receipt. We will send you an early listen to Monster. Uh, also, grab it at Wawa. As I said, selling out. Grab it before I buy them all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is our interview with Smitty from Barstool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your guest for today's episode of the Kill Your Internet podcast is none other than host of Barstool Game Time, content creator for Barstool Sports, and all-around protector of all things Philadelphia. We got Adam Smith, a.k.a. Smitty from Barstool. How are we doing today, bud? You're doing, I mean, delicious. <laughs> I just for dance, but it's all <laughs> wonderful. I mean, is there a cluster strike here? Jesus Christ. Dude. All right, yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing right now? Right now we're playing Warzone, nice little Friday afternoon stream session, dude. Uh, which is you know game that's hot in the street right now. I was just gonna ask, what's the hottest shit in the streets right now? Is it is it Warzone? Yeah, yeah. For us, it's usually Warzone. Um, it's it's the most communal game that you can play. It was Fortnite before, um, but now you know if you grew up playing the Common Man games, you usually play Call of Duty growing yeah. up. Translates well to your uh, mid thirties jackass. <laughs> Did you ever think you were going to wind up playing video games for a living? Uh, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> you're interviewing the Undertaker 
like two weeks ago. For, it's a nice uh, name uh, drop. That's what I mean. <laughs> and it just, I was talking to my wife, and it's just like, if 12-year-old Adam could imagine that he would be in his mid-30s playing video, getting paid to play video games to interview The Undertaker, you know, you think you did pretty good with, yeah. with your life. Which is, I, think you're, I think you're doing all right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's good. Um, there's, there's really very, very few complaints. Yeah, I, I don't think there could be, man. Congratulations on getting married, by the way. Thank you. I don't know if you can tell I have the least rock and roll background of all time. I just have my wedding pictures behind me. And then one <laughs> cool picture. I don't know. But, dude, we ask well, everybody. It's rock and roll. It, listen, dude, I, I'm very, very happy to be married, but uh, I think every time I come on here, the ba- like the band busts my balls because they're like, dude, we get it. You're fucking married. We see it, bro. Well, I mean, it almost worked out for Sid and Nancy, so. Yeah, why not, dude? Uh, we start out every podcast by asking the guest, dude, how's quarantine been for you? It's uh, been stressful, as, as for a lot of people. I, I've been outside of uh, Manhattan. We live, we live in Hoboken. Oh, nice. So, um, Especially when things started going down, we were pretty much like the epicenter. So that was a little, yeah, dude, a little nuts. Um, our wedding ended up getting um, changed and oh. uh, condensed, so yeah. that was stressful. But I mean, myself, my wife, for the most part, my family, with a few exceptions, we've been pretty, pretty happy and healthy, or healthy and then happy. Um, so I mean, it, it was, it's tough, but I mean, we survived through it. Of course, man. And I mean, the thing I, we had White Sox Dave on earlier in the quarantine too. And I brought up to him, I know you guys have a bit of a rivalry right now. I actually saw him chirping you on Twitter oh, before I, this. I, I love, I love White Sox. Dave. He's the most loyal mutt. <laughs> I'll let him know, dude. Look, I, I was saying to him, I was amazed and not really amazed because we were fucking stoolies. We've been on Barstool since college. Just the fact that the content never fell off, no matter what the situation was, you guys were still pumping shit out left and right. Like, are you like being that you've been with the company for what, like 10 years now? Like, you've been around for a while. Are you surprised where it is, or have you kind of always seen the fact that this was just going to fucking take off? I didn't think in a million years it would take off to this scale where it's basically national and worldwide. I mean, a couple of years ago, I always knew there was something about Barstool that had like the it factor because it was very, very original and it, it, it translated well to everybody that I know and, and the, the, way, the way Dave created it and expanded. Um, it's just, it, it communicates well with, with, with me, my friend group. Yeah. And I knew that would translate to, to, more people because generally if I found something funny, I'd learn through stand-up comedy that like a lot of other people would find it. Funny. Absolutely. But for, for it to grow to the point where a few years ago, Dave, who was being serious on a rundown, um, was saying that one day ESPN is going to be scared of us and we all just laughed in his face. It's like, <laughs> okay, pal. And He's not now, wrong. Now it's kind of a reality. I never, never imagined it would get this big. I'll say from my perspective, because we're always looking at things from like in comparison to the music industry to the rest of the world. The thing about Barstool that like the music industry misses from time to time is the authenticity is just the fact that it's just fucking real. And that's why people get it. And, And it's more than anything, like people can get on Barstool for whatever they want to. But at the end of the day, it's just a matter of I think everybody else is searching for what Barstool has. It's the fact that you guys can fucking just do what you do and it just translates well. 
Yeah, it is definitely the most genuine, authentic place. And it's been that way since the beginning. I mean, there's no cookie cutter crap here. Like what you see is basically what you got for for better or worse. And sometimes it is for worse. (laughs) I was just going to say, sometimes, you know, you're not going to hit on everything, especially when you're putting content out at such a fucking high clip. There's going to be missteps. But more than anything, I just... It's funny. We've had Grammy award-winning producers on here. We've had number one songwriters. We've had some of my favorite bands on here. But I get fucking the most butterflies when I'm talking to people from Barstool because that's my generation, like, fucking 28. It's right in my wheelhouse. It's, like, what I pay attention to every day. So just to start out, I'm just going to get that off the fucking table that I'm a fucking stoolie. So uh, we'll start there. Dude, how the fuck did you wind up doing what you're doing now? Because I knew you were playing football at Susquehanna. Correct. And uh, from – in quotes yeah from one flamed out uh year and a half college baseball player to a football player i just want to say i fucking get it but uh so you finish up there and then you wind up doing stand-up comedy and fucking playing poker and then where the fuck does barstool come in uh so after college i got into stand-up in and around philly started at first ever open mic was at helium in 2000 and uh doing the laugh house comedy cabarets around the area i ended up basically not doing it for full-time money, but I was doing that full-time for like two years, decided to move to New York, not just for that, but for other stuff and uh, really take a shot at it. Crashed and burned in New York. Of course, well, we all do. (laughs) Yeah, but around that time, I also uh, won a lot of money playing poker, online poker, won a big tournament, and uh, turned that into a lot more money. I was like, oh, I'm going to take a shot at this now. Uh, Crashed and burned even more. (laughs) Ended up moving back to uh, my parents. When we, I was living in with a living girlfriend at the time. We moved back to Philly, Center City, and then um, all that came out where I crashed and burned. Ended up going into debt. Uh, she was not happy about that. She kicked me out. <laughs> back to Malvern with my parents, where I grew up, and uh, I was in video production before I moved to New York. And I tried to get back into that a little bit. That wasn't translating. Um, I wanted to get back into something with stand up, but I already shot that shot and that was a grind. Yeah. And uh knew I didn't want to do that to the extent I was doing that. So um for a creative outlet while I was doing all these like cube jobs to try to get out of debt, I just started my own Philly sports blog called Almighty Philly. And I always kind of followed Barstool up to that point. Crossing Barod was new yeah. around that time, seven hundred level, like seventh and Patterson. The Wiz Wit, which was Moe's blog. Like, a couple of blogs were, like, just starting out trying to get it. And uh, Almighty Philly got a little bit of legs. Uh, we got attention from Barstool. We got attention from, um, like, Comcast Sportsnet. And Missinelli was, like, a, he, he would be on all the fucking blogs. Just, yeah, like, yeah. seeing what people would say about him, even though, like, 20 people were reading each blog. So uh, when Almighty Philly started catching on, I was able to pick up, um, like, freelancing gigs with uh, other prominent sites at the time, like Bro Bible and um, Larry Brown Sports and, you know, like MSNBC. Uh, and then Barstool put out um, an opening for Barstool Philly because uh, New York just opened. I was being successful and Dave wanted to expand to Philly. Um, I applied, I think a little bit too late. Uh, didn't get it. And I wouldn't have gotten it anyways because Maurice is the man and uh, – deserved it but Dave was like we already hired the guys if you'd like to help them out for free because I like your stuff go ahead take a shot just contact yeah. me so I contacted Mo and um, 
it was Mo and this guy Drew, who was the number two. And Mo was just like, hey, I'm sorry, like, we just have enough people. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like, hey, you ever need anything? Let me know. Just send him stuff from Almighty Philly. And he'd post it. And I think, like, within two weeks, Drew, like, quit because he couldn't handle the <laughs> comment section. No idea who Drew is, by the uh. way. And I uh, reached out again to Mo, and Mo was like, yeah, absolutely. Come on and write. So um, that's how I got started, just writing for free. After, uh, I think, about a year, got part-time. Um, and then by 2013, um, I got fired and then got brought back <laughs> full-time right after that. In 2014, Mo uh, left for Complex, and, and that was it. I was, I was the sole guy. Fucking first off, whoever Drew is, he's like the dude. He's like the Beatles' original drummer who quit right before they got big. That poor son of a bitch. But Pete Best probably putting more of an effort. Before. <laughs> <laughs> I think my big thing is like even just hearing all this because this is not all shit that I knew. Like it is a testament to the many crashes and burns of Schmitty and coming back and then winding up sticking with it enough to wind up where you are today. And yeah. that was a conversation we had yesterday on a different episode of the podcast about. Most people never stick it out long enough to find out what they're actually fucking capable of. They get a roadblock and they just give up and say, all right, fuck it. I'll go work on a cubicle. It is what it is. I got to respect that. And especially, I mean, look, dude, you're literally playing video games right now for an audience while you're doing this shit. Who the fuck knows what's going to happen in the, in the end game, dude? But I'm, I'm, I'm always interested in stories about people who just fucking stick it out. And I fucking appreciate that. Yeah. And I necessarily wouldn't recommend it. No, like, no. Like many crashes and burns, <laughs> and I got extraordinarily lucky. Extraordinarily lucky. Oh my god! At one point, my all my eggs were at bar stool, and um, I didn't know whether I was going to be able to to sustain like this lifestyle or or even make it a full time deal. And uh, I I got I got very 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 lucky. Half the game, dude. Half the game is luck. Being in the right fucking place. I don't know, like it makes me makes me think of like people who ask me about doing music and I'm like, dude, if you don't, if you're not prepared to basically get kicked in the face, like once a week, don't even fucking bother because it's, it's when you're trying to do something a little non-traditional in the sense, if you're not ready to get told no and just fucking get shit on regularly, just don't even try, dude. I mean, music I mean, stand up is the most brutal medium in the world to try to make it. I know guys who are the fun guys and girls who are the funniest people, legitimately the funniest people in the world. And because they're not in the right, right place, right time, they don't get noticed. And like, that's it. Like the Delco proper guys. Yeah. Like John Beaver, Tommy Pope. Um, like those guys are the legit, the funniest people like yeah, I've ever absolutely. met. And, and, and they, they put out stuff and like Delco proper was like in the running for a comedy central show. There's no reason why like that's not, like, there's no reason why they're not superstars. Exactly. Like, there's no, no reason why they're not superstars. And it just, like, comes down to, like, luck and knowing the right people at the right place at the right time. And it, it sucks. It sucks that that's the way it is. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, my blockhead just is very tenacious. Dude, that's what it has to be, though. You just got to fucking fight through everything. I mean, Barstool's even a story of, in general, as a company. Fucking 17 years, just busting your ass and fucking working through the bumps. Dude, that's what it is. You think about how many bands, like just amazing bands, amazing songwriters, that just were never in the right place at the right time and just never wind up doing it. It's fucking crazy, dude. This whole life is, it's literally the story of life. Just right place, right time. But uh, I guess we'll get into the gaming a little bit here, too. What's the first game that you like fell in love with that you were like, this is my shit. Like, this is what I'm going to do. 
Uh, I mean, growing up, like, I remember playing NES when I was like a toddler, like playing <laughs> Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt. Yeah. Uh, we specifically holding like the gun playing Duck Hunt. And like my parents have home movies of me, like asking what I wanted to be when I grew up. And like I would just turn and say, I want to be a bank robber because I was like holding the gun. <laughs> That's a good way to raise children. I probably, yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, I'll probably put my kid in institution at that point. <laughs> yeah. Good work, Pat and Linda. And uh, then, you know, I, I grew up playing the classics, Madden. We had N64, Mario Kart, Ocarina of Time. My brothers and I would play Mario Kart all the time, all oh, yeah. the time. So that's probably the original old school game that, like, really had an impact uh, on what I was playing. That actually translated into bar school because, like, when I first started blogging and writing, I would challenge anybody in the Philadelphia area play me a Mario Kart for a hundred bucks. I go and just like clean house on everyone. <laughs> I'm having tournaments at like Stowe's and then um, I'm the second best Mario Kart player in the world, Mario Kart 64 point world behind Jason Kelsey because Jason Kelsey got wind of it and what? we went at it one night at Stowe's like at 3 a.m. and uh, he's the only person I've ever seen hit Rainbow Road three times in a row. I, it was an art form. I've never First seen anything like it. This motherfucker has so many hidden talents. The saxophone. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a story. We played Wells Fargo Center. We opened for Bon Jovi. This was two years ago. And oh. uh, we actually hit up Kelsey to come. Because we have a saxophone player in the band. And we hit up Kelsey to come on and fucking play in the stadium. And I didn't. I didn't, wasn't thinking. like They were in fucking basically like training camp. And he was like, I can't do it. But like, I appreciate the offer. And so I mentioned that on stage. I was like. I got the crowd hyped up like Kelsey was about to come out. And then I was like, and he can't be here tonight. And I literally heard like a thousand people just go, boo, fuck you. And like, you can hear it in the video. But, <laughs> dude, so, all right. So you get past the old school games and then you're talking like Call of Duty. Like what was, what was it? Or Halo. What the fuck was it after that? Yeah. Well, real, real quick note about performing in Philly. I just remember anytime, any, and it, I, when Francis was in Barstool and he would go and uh, do a stand up show in Philly, your 20 hour chef is like, oh, anything that I need to know about going in? I'm like, <laughs> if you ever get in trouble, fuck it. Even if you're not in trouble, just all you need to do is an Eagles chant and you got him one. That's Garen, it. Garen fucking was that? dude. Guaranteed. That we were, it. Actually, our first interaction with you was when we were playing Rockwood Music Hall in New York last year and I hit you up just to be like, yo, we're fucking playing this show, whatever. And I don't know what the fuck happened that night, but the Philly crowd was so deep, and I just started an eagle chant, and the entire fucking Lower East Side of New York did it with me, and that was one of the greatest moments of my life. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. It's it's fucking it's a failsafe. You can't go wrong that way. It's never going to go wrong. Yeah, because because you know they're probably not paying attention otherwise. Goddamn right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, After Mario Kart, I mean, we grew up playing Call of Duty. Um, just the classics, but in, in reality, like game time and gaming here, like I did the Mario Kart stuff as a shtick when I was in Philly, um, ended up playing guys in Boston for tattoos, uh, ended up losing that because, you know, they're mass holes and they cheat to win. Uh, so I got Princess Peach tattoo on, on Tokus. <laughs> I did not know that. Moved, yeah, when we moved to um, New York, uh, Coley and I, uh, we wanted to battle in Mario Kart, and we're like, okay, well, let's just do it on Halloween night to dress up in costumes. Then we ended up uh, broadcasting on Facebook Live, which uh, was kind of like a throwaway thing at the time. We're like, okay, you might as well do it and broadcast it. And we ended up getting like 12,000 people watching. Jesus that night Christ. 
which was absurd. And even like the Chicago Cubs, who are in the World Series at that time, they started playing Mario Kart the next day and credited us to that. So we're like, oh, people actually will watch this shit. And uh, <laughs> after that, like we started looking more into Twitch, which has been around, yeah. but um, you know, we didn't really know like what we could do with it. So we we started fooling around. We started Bar School Game Time, which was at the time essentially just. Uh, whenever we had a guest in the office to play games with, like Chad Johnson, FIFA, or uh, like Keenan Allen came through, Justin Tuck came through, like oh, good guests would like, come in and play men. Or when we wanted to do some sort of like inner office competition, it wasn't right. anything like even really planned. We just did it once a week for the hell of it. And um, it was good and uh, we did well, but it really didn't start taking off until uh, after Rough and Rowdy. Oh yeah. I bought it in 2017. Um, I tore my shoulder and uh, during that recovery process, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. So I just stayed up all night and started playing Fortnite and streaming it. And, there you, go. you know, when you talk about luck, that's exactly when the Fortnite boom started happening. Uh, I was not good at all naturally. And that became like a shtick. <laughs> I do. I remember the Schmitty sucks at Fortnite thing. I remember that for yeah. a while. <laughs> and it, it got the eyes of uh, Ninja, who is an absolute gem of a human. Yeah. Like he's the most like popular figure in the world at that time. And he invites us out to like do stuff with him in Chicago, play part of his tournament. And that just got more and more eyes on us. And that's really when like uh, game time and Twitch and game and Arsenal really started to take off. And we 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 got so much more to do so much more to go i mean we're still just dickless jabronis but i mean we got a platform now we're in the mix and we just want to grow with it bro i mean this is yet another story of right place right time like who the fuck thought like that would have like connected like that by the way the word dickless jabronis is the most fucking silly thing i've ever heard in my entire life and i appreciate that yeah you had a john in there somewhere yeah we'll figure it out by the way, is uh, is Malvern Delco technically? No, Malvern is uh, Chester County. Oh, okay. All right. Now, Fuck. Kind of off the main line, kind of off the main line, but I married a Delco. I married a uh, – so, so – I find so, it amazing, like, um, me and my wife are both from Northeast Philly, and we shit on Delco all the time because all my college roommates from Westchester are Delco kids. They're all Delco kids. They're aliens. They're fucking insane. Oh, so the Westchester, so they're Garner Valley kids then. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I went to Westchester University, so they're all Delco oh, kids. Yeah. They're Havertown kids. They're all fucking... When uh, I tell you, Delco is another planet. And it's... I didn't even know about it until, like, I got there. Northeast Philly is a very closed-off world. You only know about Northeast Philly. Northeast Philly's kind of another planet, too. But oh, 100%. When you have your funeral parties at Barnaby's and they give ashtrays out as parting gifts, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, you get it. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's like legitimately like it wasn't until like two years living with these kids that I was like, we are the same fucking people. Like this is legitimately just they have a slightly more disgusting accent than we do. That's the only difference. But uh, I mean, I guess this leads me in because we have to talk about this. Fucking bad things do happen in Philadelphia. The state of sports right now in Philly are fucking asinine. I guess we're just – go ahead. What do you got to say? I mean, where do you want to start? You want to start with the Birds? You want to start with the Sixers? You want to start with the Phillies? Let's go with that order, and then we'll cap it off with the only team that seems to have anything going positively, and we'll go with the fucking Flyers. But let's start with the Eagles first. I mean, I talked to Ruben Frank about this, too, on the podcast, and Rube, Rube was Ruben like – Frank. 
I mean, between football and music, you guys must have had the most. Dude, holy <laughs> shit. He comes on with a, a Grateful Dead tapestry hanging in the background. And I was like, dude, what the fuck am I getting into here? Great guy. But he was even like, this was probably before, right before week one. He was like, I don't, I, I don't know what the fuck to think of this team at all. After three weeks, uh, I'm on suicide watch, to be completely honest. I, I've, I think I've actually come to grips with the fact that this team is just fucking shot out. I, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, and it comes from the top. I think the biggest issue is talent evaluation and management. Oh, I yeah. mean, you can't miss on basically every single draft pick since 2017 yeah. and expect to maintain a Super Bowl caliber franchise. You can't release Rasul Douglas before the season when you need cornerback. Help. Made no and sense to me at all. Like the third best cornerback in the league for the Panthers. Jesus Christ. You can't draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Makes no when, sense. Unless, unless you're going to fucking put him at linebacker or guard. Yeah, you, you have just to. Can't. <laughs> like, that's the only reason you draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. This is what gets to me is the fact that we know we knew how many holes there were going into this, and you see that second-round pick, and it's you have no excuse there. You have to basically, if you're drafting a quarterback at that point, and I even bring this up, like, looking back the year before when they drafted Dallas Goddard in the first round. And I was like, we already had a really, really good tight end. And if you weren't planning on cutting the cord with Zach Ertz, then what the fuck are you doing? You're, real, you're like retooling positions that don't need to be retooled. And I think a lot of it's just some people think that they're smarter than they actually are and try to make the cool play. Like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. In what world do you not draft D.K. Metcalf? In that, like, in what world? He comes in with the shirt off, you see him, you draft him. Yeah, like, that's it. All like, he had to do was walk in the room, and I would have signed the. I would. I would have given the money right there. That's matter. exactly what Pete Carroll did. Now look. Yes, because he came in with his shirt off. He literally yeah. came in and Pete, apparently Pete Carroll took his shirt off too. I mean, I, between madness, I mean, T, Terry McLaurin. Oh like, my god! You can't that's, just on these guys. That's the worst part. Is that with everyone that we've missed on, there's five or six guys deep. Like the draft that we went with Donnell Pumphrey and that entire running back class was just fucking ridiculous. Unbelievable, Donald Pumphrey. And it goes back like Howie Roseman. Yes, he ended up getting a Super Bowl some way, somehow. Somehow. Some way, somehow. I mean, my I. it's a shame because I wasn't the biggest Chip Kelly guy. Like, but he, when, when, when he left and this franchise was in such disarray, I would have bet my life on Doug Peterson never winning a Super Bowl. Me too. Like, I was so wrong about that to the point that I question what else am I possibly wrong on. I question my own existence. The whole thing, if you would have told me in 2013 that Nick Foles would have won a Super Bowl with Doug Peterson as your coach and Howie Roseman somehow was still the GM, I would have laughed in your fucking face. It made no sense. But, I mean, just, like, looking looking at the overarching situation, we also did something else as Philadelphia sports teams that we always fucking do, and we re-signed all these guys that had played for us for fucking 10 years. The Brandon Graham contract, I love Brandon Graham. Makes no fucking sense. You look at how many guys we extended that just – and we didn't – the one guy I would have is Malcolm Jenkins, and we let him fucking walk. I have no idea what they're looking at. Which is interesting because it's the opposite of what Andy Reid used to do. Yep. People got too old for Andy Reid, Brian Westbrook, Brian Dawkins, sadly. Yeah. Uh, like Andy Reid would cut him loose, like you know, and Joe Banner. And I mean, I'm more, I'm more looking at it from the Phillies' perspective, where how long we held on to that 08 team, how long Chase Utley and Ryan Howard were around based on their contracts. Like we, we have a tendency, especially well, the Flyers more than anybody just promote the Flyers guys. We like to stick with our people. Like what the fuck are we? And 
look, the Flyers cut everybody loose, and now they've revamped the franchise. So maybe that's a lesson to everybody else. But all right. But Flyers also let like Mike Richards go and Jeff Carter go, and then they're all of a sudden every single Flyer who leaves just leave, wins six cups with the Los Angeles Kings. Isn't that a bitch? That whole fucking and not to mention Ron Hextall's in charge of that franchise at that time. Like the whole thing just felt so fucking terrible. And I mean, I guess we'll talk about terrible. Let's go right to the Sixers. How do you feel about Doc Rivers? Well, first off, quick note on the Birds. Good. They're in trouble. I still believe in Carson Wentz because I, 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 I still because we have no other choice. Nope. We have absolutely no other choice, but they're in trouble. And as far as Doc Rivers goes, that is the best case scenario coach signing for what we have left. Agreed. If you, I, I didn't want Tyron Lou because it's then you're having Ben Simmons and Embiid run the team, which they're not ready for yet. They're not. That was. They're not LeBron. They're not bona fide superstars. Nope. Uh, you can't get D'Antoni because um, that then you're just blowing up the team and it's a whole other process. You can't run his system with what we have. It makes no sense. No, we can't shoot the fucking to, ball. You have to trade him deep, which I mean, you know, if you're going to do it, do it, but that's just completely revamping the team. Billy Donovan, I would not have minded, Maybe. but obviously it's for Chicago and Jay Wright, I wouldn't have minded either. So, I mean, Doc Rivers, he's an established championship head coach who will get respect and deserves respect from the players. Um, which I think I like Brett Brown, but he obviously wasn't the most, you know, <laughs> respected I mean, guy in the locker room, especially Jimmy Brett Butler. Right? Held everybody's hand just a little bit too long to me. Yeah, uh, which I think for for a growing process, that's fine, but exactly. you need a coach in there now. The only problem with Doc Rivers, naturally, is he's blowing 3 1 leads in the playoffs left and right with teams that are better than the Sixers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right now. Jesus Christ. Uh, but. You know, it's a best-case scenario. We'll see if he's an actual retread hire. I hope he isn't. But, I mean, he deserves a chance. Elton Brand is the issue right now with the Sixers. I mean, they need to fire Al Horford and his contract into the sun. Yes, they do. I don't mind the Tobias Harris signing because you weren't going to be able to get him for anything less. But he needs to improve. He needs to be a borderline superstar. He's going to play under that money. Um. And overall, I mean, it, it is, it literally is what it is. They can't get rid, they can't blow up the team. And by blowing up the team, that means you need to trade and beat or Simmons. You still need to keep with them. Right I was going to say, fiscally, it's impossible to blow the team up because half the contracts we can't move. And I mean, we're not getting rid of Simmons or Embiid. I think when I look at the Doc Rivers thing, the best period of time in Tobias Harris's career that he had was with the Clippers with Doc Rivers. So I'm interested to see sure. if that translates. Sure. But to me, like, I look at it and once again, drafting. How many fucking... Why did we trade Mikael Bridges? That makes no goddamn sense to me at all. Well, if we didn't make that trade, then we don't get Jimmy Butler, correct? Which, by the way, do I, do I need to revisit that? Because no. I, I always tell the story of I bought a Jimmy Butler jersey uh, like a day before he signed with the Heat just because I was so confident that he was resigning here. And I still have it in the corner of my closet today because I don't want to get rid of it because I, I fucking love Jimmy. I love Jimmy, but... Well, Jimmy, too, but I'll be honest with you. I, I was wrong with that. I said sign Tobias. He's younger. Um, and, and, and let Jimmy go because he's like, you know, he's in his 30s. Like, how long is he going to be here full time? I was wrong. And I was uh, wrong, too. I was wrong. Well, I mean, and another thing was we all looked at him and like, dude, he's just a fucking asshole. Like, you got to love him, but he's an asshole. He's, he's an asshole everywhere he goes. But then yeah. it turns out that it was either Brett or Jimmy. And Jimmy winds up going, and then we wind up firing fucking Brett anyway, and Jimmy's in the fucking NBA Finals. So, 
I don't know. The Sixers are a goddamn mess, but I love them so much. I have such a toxic relationship with that basketball team. You know, the Sixers, when the Sixers are great in Philly, and by great, like, championship caliber, granted, we've only seen that, like, once in our lifetimes with Iverson uh, in 01, but it's electric. It's oh. so much fun when they're, like, when they have a chance to actually make a run. Yeah, like that. that 01 Sixers team is, like, my most fervent memory of, like, being a kid and just being, like, holy shit, this is my fucking team. Like, I mean, all the Eagles teams, but, like, 01 through 03 were just so goddamn heartbreaking. And then 04, we fucking lose in the Super Bowl. But, like, that Sixers run, which made no sense because it was just Iverson and fucking everybody, like, everybody else. I just, I have... Imagine, imagine if they drafted Paul Pierce instead of Larry Hughes. Bro, if I could punch, <laughs> if I could punch one professional athlete in the face, I'd probably pick Paul Pierce. I, do, I just hate the Celtics. I fucking hate them so... It, I, I, don't, I don't like the Celtics either, right? It's Paul Pierce. Seems like a genuine... I think I hate him as an announcer. I hate him as a, like a, uh, a guy in the studio. I don't know why. It's something about him. I just fucking... Because would he have been a great piece to have with AI? Yeah, but, like, just... I just don't... If you could punch one professional athlete in the face, who would you pick? J.D. Drew. Good choice, man. I was at, I think I was at the battery game. I'm pretty sure that I was at that game as a kid. I think everybody was at the battery Yeah, I was... Game. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, so this is how we wrap things up. We're going to finish the Phillies. We're going to finish the Flyers. And then we're going to go and I raise five rapid-fire questions and we get you out of here. Uh, Phillies-wise, do they fire Clintac? What, what the fuck are we doing here? If they didn't, they won't. They should have. Um, but their fixes, they're somewhat easy fixes. Just sign JT. Otherwise, yeah. that was a abysmal trade with yeah. Santos as being an absolute stud. Uh, you get bullpen help and evaluation. Other than that, you need some sort of production out of Scott Kingery, which you haven't been getting for whatever reason. You, you need to figure out the shortstop position because DD is probably going to get paid. Somewhat, I would love DD to stick around, but probably won't. I mean, it comes down to the Phillies had a top 15. They're the only playoff team who had a top 15. Um, or they're the only team who had a top 15 uh, starting pitcher ERA and uh, like a top 10 batting statistics all across the board. That didn't make the playoffs. That's I mean, the, the bullpen is legitimately the worst bullpen in the history of baseball. Let's not get look past that. You brought up the trade for JT, and the thing that pisses me off even more is the fact that Alfaro looks like a pretty serviceable major league catcher. So if you, you make that trade and you don't have Alfaro and you don't have 6-0 Sanchez and you let this motherfucker walk, you're yeah. out of your mind. I mean, the problem, again, with, with, with that trade is Alfaro had an absolute cannon behind yeah. the plate. So, I mean, to fix the bullpen – all you had to do, start Alfaro for seven innings, pull a little league, have him close out the games. You got him in the shape. There it is, baby. I mean, what the fuck? What are we even looking at here? It made so much sense. It was right in front of our face. I don't get it. No, but Alfaro is a good player. JT is, is the best catcher in the game. By though. far. So if they can just resign him, they'll be okay. But the, th the thing is, too, with, with Major League Baseball, there's no fucking salary cap. So you actually have no rational reason why you can't sign him. It's exactly. luxury tax. You don't have an excuse. And your superstar, who basically should have part in running the goddamn team, wants him badly, has been vocal about it. Do you want to piss off Harper? Like, do you really want to do that? No, I agree. I agree a, a thousand percent. I mean, if Mike if Harper can't bring Mike Trout here, they better keep 
18 years. Just do something, for the love of fucking God. I also hate watching J.P. Crawford be a decent shortstop for the Mariners. Because yeah, that yeah. was our, our only fucking farm piece that I've ever wanted to keep. We got rid of him, and now he's playing ball. So what are or how about Carlos Santana, Santana's only bad year is the one year he's in Philadelphia. And apparently that was like a culture thing because they were playing fucking video games. They were playing Fortnite in the fucking locker room. There you go. That's probably your fault, dude. Probably. probably coercing these guys. Uh, all right, and let's finish up with the Flyers. Honestly, they just shit the bed. I think they just burn out, but I, I think that franchise is fine. I think they're they're where they should be. Yeah, I mean, they, they had the it factor last year. Um, Carter Hart is the goalie of the future. Oh, yeah. They that to stay productive the way he was. It'll be fine. I mean, G's getting old. Vortex's getting old. But they got the coach. They got the goalie. You can build around that. Next year. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm not worried about the Flyers. Everybody else, um, I have fucking words for, but every, Flyers, I'm cool with. But all right, five questions. We'll get you out of here. I already asked one, which is if you could punch one professional athlete in the face, who would you pick? Uh, number two, what's your favorite alcoholic beverage? Uh, I, I, I've, my years of aging, I've become an old fashioned gentleman. Um, I would never forget my first beer that I've ever had. Uh, no ads but victory gold monkey that was your um, first beer that was my first beer yes I'm surprised it wasn't my last dude my, my <laughs> first my first beer was uh keystone light in the fucking ryan woods in northeast philadelphia so there you go that's <laughs> yeah that my first beer was a golden monkey in the malvern woods you're a much better person than i am apparently uh would you take another super bowl or an nba championship first NBA championship because it just confirms that the process some way somehow worked. I just need the NBA championship because I need to see how the 30 for 30 gets capped off. Like yeah. the 30 for 30 can't end with the team getting blown up and us doing nothing. Like it, it, I, I need this story to end the right way. No, no, you're right. And, and we've had the Super Bowl. Like this, yeah. you got to appease the Sixers fans. You got to appease the Flyers fans. You just say cup or NBA championship. Well, over I Super agree. Bowl at this point. If you could travel one place in the world, where would you pick? Travel one place in the world where I pick? Well, right now it'd be Philly. There you go. Good <laughs> answer. Like, it's just I was supposed to go this weekend. Yeah, what happened? How'd that fall apart? Uh, the, we had a just, COVID related. There you go. Okay, gotcha. COVID related, and then and, and I am I am home alone for a reason. Understood. <laughs> No, but it's always Philly. I love going back. Eventually, hopefully, um, uh, long-term plan is moving back and just being able to Amtrak up like yeah. a couple of weeks. Do you guys ever plan on just straight up opening an office here if you're going to have the gambling house regardless? Do you just plan on just being here? Eventually, I'm not sure. Um, there has always been talks of Dave wanting to move back to Boston and just opening up a Barstool Boston office. Carabas is in Boston full-time now. Coley's back in Boston full-time now. So, I mean, the trajectory of everything would be awesome if we could all move back to our respective spots. I mean, you got the you got the Chicago guys. And think about how many fucking, like, you, Roan, Kate, everybody. You guys already have a pretty strong Philly base there. Yeah. I, we had to move to New York because we couldn't get anywhere if we just stayed regional. But now that we are national, like – I, I wouldn't mind a callback. <laughs> hosting, hosting watch parties at Blarney Stone again? Why the fuck not, dude? We'll, we'll yeah, set it up. 
Uh, it's funny because my last question was, give me a reason why Philly is the best place on earth. Uh, to be honest with you, it's the people. It's a community. Like, nobody likes us. We don't care. Everybody okay. might be a scumbag, but we're all scumbags together. We all look after each other. Well, that's anyway. for goddamn sure. It's funny because when we, we were in the studio on Monday or Tuesday, whenever the fucking uh, – uh, debate was and he said that shit about uh, bad things happen in Philly and you never see Philadelphia come together quicker than when somebody talks shit on Philly it's oh yeah. oh yeah like it's like having it's a, it's a brotherhood like we can make fun of each other but the second somebody else makes fun of us everybody's in it together that was and my then, that, yeah. that was my exact quote bro that was my ex- literally exact quote growing up like I grew up in a, in a very nice area in, in in Malvern like in Chester County like You'd really think about it and you appreciate it when you get older. Like, to raise a family somewhere where, you know, you're a half hour away from a major city, you're two hours away from the shore, you're close to New York, you're close to D.C., you're close to the mountains if you need to. Like, it's, it's it's really a good place to grow up. It's, yeah. I've, tra- I've traveled so much of the country for music and I just haven't found a place yet that I can literally say, like, I could see myself being here and not Philadelphia. Like, I, I, I split my time sure. between here and Nashville. Like, I'm down in Nashville. I'm down in Nashville. Okay, Nashville's another beauty spot. I, lo- I love it to death, but there is no goddamn way in hell I could ever, like, it's the raising a family thing, too. Like, thinking about going down there and my kids not being Philly kids would be weird to me. I feel like there would be a weird disconnect between me and my kids. Yeah. Hey, there's a reason why, and I'm not sure if this stat's still applicable, but um, for a while, Philly area was the, the biggest spot in, like, either the country or the world for people who grew up, moved away, and then moved back. Yep. And probably also the biggest place in the world for people to wind up marrying their high school sweethearts. Like, if you didn't grow up, like, a block or two away from your, your future wife, probably isn't going to work out. Uh, Smitty, dude, fucking great talk. Uh, let's, just, let's just call it a, call it a day. Call it let's a just call it a day. Uh, dude, we're going to have you back on for part two. Whenever you're fucking free, come through. Uh, what's the plan for the rest of the year for you guys? Uh... Football. I mean, the gambling app is up. I mean, you're in PA, obviously. Make sure you download the Barstool Sportsbook. Already have it. Hundred dollar risk free bet. You can use in PA. I mean, that's that stuff is gonna keep growing and keep cooking. Other than that, just uh, keep it on fighting the good fight. Oh, by the way, uh, Ken, our bass player, who is a Delco guy, wanted me to pass along a message that if you ever want to catch the fucking hands in Tony Hawk, his gamer tag is Stepdad Terry, and to come catch the hands. <laughs> Of course, his stepdad's here. <laughs> that was legit. It's his character on the road because he dresses like a fucking scumbag, like stepdad with like the tactical Oakleys and like a backwards hat when he's on yeah. the road. And uh, so we just. Like I had Jocelyn's every Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, look up stepdad Terry on uh, Tony Hawk and he'll, uh, he'll beat that ass. Okay. Quick, quick note before Jocelyn's closed, we used to nickname it Chlamydia's. Makes yeah. sense, dude. Makes yeah. a lot of sense. There's a lot of places in Delco you could probably uh, transfer that name over to. So, fucking all right, man. Good talking to you. All right. So, that was our interview with Smitty from Barstool. Great talk as always. I said it in the podcast, but I always get our, like the most like anxious and like butterflies when we interview the Barstool guys because I'm a fucking huge Julian. I'm a big fan. Uh, dude, I love the story about the fact that like who the fuck knows where your life is going to go. The guy basically was like playing poker like doing stand-up and then moved home was like i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do and then winds up becoming famous for barstool so you never you never know what the fuck is gonna happen 
I mean, good for him to make a living playing video yeah, games. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> that is that uh, is a dream. Uh, and, of course, he's going to have to catch the fucking hands from Stepdad Terry, which I, I, I'm so happy that made it into the interview. <laughs> yeah, if he ever wants to come drop on in through Tony Hawk. He fucking he just does like a like a 40-minute manual. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> beats me. he just beats the shit out of you. Uh, all right, so let's go into our coronavirus survival guide. Ken, this was Ken's suggestion. This is probably my favorite one thus far. We are kind of always talking about a crossroad between sports and music, and Ken said we should pick a starting five of musicians for an NBA team. In honor of Jimmy Butler whooping that ass last whooping night. Whooping that ass, Lakers. dude. I still think – I don't think there's a goddamn chance in hell they win another game in the series. Hey, man, with a performance like that, I'd be inspired. I think that that, I think that Jimmy Butler just like blew his load last night. He was like, I'm going to have one game where I take over and dominate, and I think he pissed LeBron off. I think like LeBron and AD both score 40 tomorrow. Jimmy's like, come catch his hands. He ain't scared. No, but I, I don't know. Is Kelly Olenek really going to be the guy who's the second fiddle to, to stop the, stop yeah, the bleeding? Listen, Dirk and Whiskey beat LeBron, Wade, and Bosch with like Brian Cardinal. So. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I can't argue about that. I don't know. Anything's so, possible. Don't they have Adebayo Jail. Yeah, but Autobio yeah. is probably going to be back for game five, game four. Okay. So I don't know. Um, let's go into our coronavirus survival guide. So we're going position by position, picking your starting five for an NBA team for musicians. So I'll go first. With my point guard, I thought about what does a point guard mean? You I want to pick. Fuck <laughs> you. I need to explain. Webster oh. defines a point guard. <laughs> <laughs> Webster's dictionary <laughs> defines wedding as the fusing of two hot metals. <laughs> So, when I think of a point guard, I think of someone who's going to orchestrate the offense, make the people around him better, and therefore, I went with Pharrell Williams as my point guard. Pharrell would be a distributor. He makes everybody around him better. Everybody who gets on a Pharrell song, fucking, it's an automatic smash. Not to mention, he can get his own shot. Pharrell's got hits for days. I go Pharrell Williams for my point guard. That's a good first pick. Suck on that. I feel like he would have a bad form jumper. Oh, like no, I think of him as like, I yeah. think of him as like a Rondo, like a like a, like a Rondo. Yeah, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a Rondo. He's yeah, a fuck. He's he's, he's dishing, and then apparently like 14 years in his career, learns how to shoot a jump shot. I don't know. He has an age too, so 14 he's years like he's probably back. the same. Yeah, he's like one of those. Um, uh, yeah, Rondo like triple double almost. Yeah, kinda, but like kinda 10 kinda points, 14 assists, and like nine re- and 10 rebounds. Yeah. All right, E, what's your first pick for your point guard? Uh, point guard Stevie Ray Vaughan. Ooh, he's short. It makes yeah, sense. He's short, kind of like dribbling in and out. He's gonna score the basketball. He's got he's, that kind of moldy season. He's slinging those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. Like he he'll, he'll like he'll, he'll make the he'll make the open pass into the corner, but he 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 can also like drop thirty five any given night. Yeah, Abs- and he improvises too. He's an improviser. Exactly. Point guard, you got to be exactly. an improviser. That's a good pick. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Stevie Ray Vaughan. My point guard. I'm going Nelly. This should have <laughs> been an obvious. <laughs> I mean, we Nelly, don't know Nelly can started. ball. So, <laughs> sucks for you guys. I got the best point guard. <laughs> Ken went just physically. Yeah. Ken just went physically. Like, yo, who's gonna be the best point guard? Like, we're over here <laughs> picking reasons. Ken's just like, uh, yeah. Okay. I, you seen reason. the longest yard? No, yeah. he was in NBA Street Volume Two. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. All right, fair. You see the band aid? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for my shooting guard, I want consistency. I want someone who's gonna fucking just make baskets regularly. I went Jay Z. Eleven straight number one albums. I'm suspect on that. Did you see that picture of Jay Z riding the bike? That's he's <laughs> athletic. See, I'm I'm, go- I'm going straight off of like you're doing like a metaphorical. I'm doing metaphorical. Yeah. Yes, I know Jay Z is terrible form in all things athletic, <laughs> but as far analytics. as he was I, thinking about this so hard, for the I, I was thinking about it when I was driving here, it's and like I was like Charlie with the with all this shit. I actually had another person as my shooting guard. And I changed it. He's my my small forward now. But yeah, okay. Jay Z's my Jay Z's my shooting my my small forward. 
Or my shooting guard. E, who's your shooting guard? Um, my shooting guard is Quavo. Because <laughs> well, he can fucking ball. I know. Seen I, ball. Seen Quavo, I seen Quavo throw a fucking football, yo, like from the tour bus. Like, I don't know how far. I was mad far, though. Like, <laughs> Over the mountain. He threw this, John, and it was like, swish. I'm going to say, well, also, he's like the MVP of the fucking all-star game, yeah, like celebrity game every year. Yeah. I'm getting toured. My team sucks, yo. Well, on the metaphor. <laughs> Metaphorical court, you're killing. It. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sticking with the metaphorical side too. I don't even care if my team gets me. No choice. Now. Yeah, I, I've already bought into this guy again. My second one is kind of he's going to be like a point forward. I went with because I've seen him ball in the All Star game. Common, oh, because Common's like six foot. He's a little bit taller, oh. and I feel like he'd be a kind of like Pharrell. Every man probably spread the love. Yeah, and Common style too. He just he is a small forward. Like he yeah. he gets in and out of the lane. Like so yeah. he can he can go like he's like a point. Oh, forward. shooting guard. I, I so he probably yeah. be my shooting right. guard. Maybe a three. And my three can probably become a shooting guard too. So you're you're though. thinking like a coach. You're like, can I have these guys swing? Like this is 2020 <laughs> basketball. We gotta have positionless got basketball. Four more scholarships to give out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to the metaphorical starting five. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For my small Philadelphia metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my my small forward. I wanted someone that could be a swing guy, be in multiple genres, do different things, and also probably have a wet ass jumper. Oh okay. My God. <laughs> I went John Mayer. No! Damn it! That was my three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I was like, go. I was like, he's like six three. He's so, a white guy. So, he's like, shoot good. Dude, he <laughs> shoots his shot. So let Always. me say this: so John Mayer is the starting three for all three teams. Damn! Yeah! <laughs> 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 Shout out John Mayer. So I'm, but my metaphorical—he probably, he probably <laughs> sucks at basketball. <laughs> Excuse me, John Mayer. Can you come on our podcast? <laughs> so my we'll picked you to be on our basketball. <laughs> so my, my my point was John Mayer. You want you want him to fucking make a, a pop album? Go ahead. You want him to do like a blues jazz trio? He can do that. You want him to make pop songs with Katy Perry? He can do that. You want him to have a folk album? He can do that. Folk. Whatever. He's, so John Mayer is my starting three. Eric, who's your starting three? My starting three is John Mayer. <laughs> Ken, who's your starting three? Also, Mr. Mayer. Yeah. Damn, John Mayer is getting contracts left and right, dude. He's like yeah. a five star recruit. <laughs> I I'm shocked out of like we've named actual people that could play basketball that are musicians and John Mayer was the one that the got unanimous taken off. one. <laughs> Dude, your guys' four better not be ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> My four, I thought about four is a dirty position. Like you want a bad motherfucker down there. That's a, yep. <laughs> I picked Josh Hame. <laughs> he's my four. Yo, he, I don't have him, but I was thinking about him because he's tall. He's, he's tall. Like six, he's, physically, he could be, but he wear combat boots, so it would be kind of confusing. Yeah, but also, yeah. if he gets, he's, he, he he's likes like to fight. He's an enforcer, so he'll, he'll fight yeah. a kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I've seen videos of Josh Hame. That's a bad motherfucker, so I picked Josh Hame as my four. I picked ASAP Ferg. <laughs> Dude, he's just a beast. Like, who? Who? He, yeah. Who? He would who? literally be like, who? And, and he would get the ball and. He, like they would literally like roll out the red carpet to the <laughs> Like they're like, oh, I told. I'm sorry, Mr. Ferg. I will not. I will not be. I wouldn't pick Ferg for anything athletic because of the story that our old producer told us about this. He was producing a session for ASAP Rocky in New York, and Ferg came through. And yeah, Ferg came through, deal. and he was just eating. He was just like eating fast food, sitting the, and they were like. Yo, where did all that fucking merch go? Where did all the t- the t-shirts and the sweatshirts go? And they looked over at Ferg, and Ferg was wearing all of it. <laughs> Ferg had all the merch on. They were just like Ferg. Like, <laughs> all right, Ken. And then he dunked a basketball. Yeah, Ken, who's your four? My fourth. I cannot believe no one took two chains. <laughs> Someone uh, well, that actually again, plays. He plays ball. He's yeah. like huge, guys. Man, 
Yo, he he played. He was like a four, like a four or five star University high school. Houston, right? Yeah, like, he was. Yeah. A, he was like a fucking baller. Like he fucking played. Like you guys. He's gonna give me the style points. I feel like he can, you know, put some moves out there. Make yeah, absolutely build um confidence in the I just, team. I just picture. Style. I just picture. Him th- I just picture him with like a like a like a fucking windmill through the legs dunking while he's doing. He just goes true. Like he fucking ad libs while he's dunking. He just puts it up true. Splash. My center was my only pick that I did based on appearance. I picked Hozier. Cause he's eight foot five, oh. and I already said, "Motherfucker!" Got to mean Yeah, step. I already said when we played with Hozier, I said I want to just roll a basketball <laughs> out to him and challenge him to one on one game. Like, yep. plus, by the way, he gives me a Porzingis vibe. He's got a little bit of a unicorn style. Yeah, like, he could definitely Euro step Euro out. Game. He's like a traditional like. Although he gives me kind of a Sean Bradley vibe too, to where like he's he just lanky as fuck. He'll get, oh, he'll get dunked on. He's Timothy Mozgov. He'll get fucking yeah, yammed on. Two chains out there dunking on <laughs> Hozier. <laughs> Take me to church. True. <laughs> All right, here's your five. Uh, Brent Smith from Shinedown. Ooh, is oh. he tall? Yeah, he's tall as fuck. Really? He's like six eight. Yeah. I, or Corey Taylor he's from like fucking Stephen Adams. R- oh yeah, I like that. That's a good yeah, pick. Yeah. All right, Ken. Who's your five? <laughs> My five. I'm gonna go Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> <laughs> Old school vibe, dude. dude. He's, he's got to be a guy because he's from the '70s and tall with that ponytail. Oh yeah. He just. He has to get into the post, and he has to fucking skyhook it. Oh, yeah. That's got to be his move. Oh, yeah. For sure. Well, he's got a real Bill Walton vibe going on. He's got yeah. a tie-dye t-shirt underneath his jersey. Tie-dye. Like, he's probably got the headband with the flow. Is there Now, now we have our real teams. Whose team would win? Mine. Is, well, John Mayer, we're automatically all this, because John Mayer's wearing three jerseys at the same time. Okay, I call. One of um, my guys is dead. <laughs> which 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 John Mayer do you want? Pop folk or um? Blue? I want um. I want I want douchey Mayer. I want no I want, I want no collar leather jacket John Mayer. That's probably bluesy. I want bl- well. No, that's that's like uh heartbreak warfare era John Mayer. That's yeah, super I'm, pop John I want, like, Mayer. Okay. Era, man. So you want blues? I'll take folk. Okay. Okay. So you get big big rim hat John Mayer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, <laughs> you oh, get fuck. Old, like, Native American doormat. Show yeah, off, exactly. Like, do you yeah, guys yeah. have a um, six man coming off the bench? I mean, my, yep. I'm thinking, who's your bench guy? John Bonham, also dead. Ooh. But <laughs> Barry's team wins. Bring in man energy off the bench. Like, okay, you know who my six man is? Zach De La Roca. Just come Ooh. in as your point guard, like just straight up Ooh. energy. He's got six fouls to give. Like he's out here. June <laughs> <laughs> running through the lane with a pocket full of shells. I went. Um, my six man is going to be Bradley Knoll. Man, he's got a little chub. He got a little girth. He's got body. He's that type of guy that just takes his shirt off. He wants to play skins. Yeah. Oh yeah, he probably, he's the guy at the gym that like smells kind of bad when you get up on him. Yeah, and he's sweating. playing. He's playing in Hanes sweatpants. He, like, but like he just had Chinese food. He's, yeah. that, <laughs> he's that shady guy. You see him like this fucking scrub, and then like he's just like hustle points balling. He's nice yeah. as shit. He's yeah. like the box out guy that gets real low. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, so so let's let's do let's do let's do alternates like. First off, just strictly based off his raps, I want Action Bronson because he he can do every single athletic thing ever done ever. <laughs> He's out here just rhyming about doing a three sixty dunk out the helicopter. Like, I want Bronson for style points and plus body. A big body comes with it too. <laughs> I mean, dude, setting body. picks. Big body might be the just pick right there. Body in the low post. Body will shiv you while you go for a layup. <laughs> yeah. Like right in the ankle. I want future. Like, I want future to come off the bench for me. Happy Noah picked Drake. Yeah, no, fuck, yeah. Dr- fuck Drake. Seen, I got footage on Drake playing. He ain't that great. Nah, yeah. Prince? How did nobody pick Prince? Oh, Prince was my four. I <laughs> just think about it. Prince has to be your point guard, dude. He's so sweet. He's so tiny, but he's just got handles for days. <laughs> Game <laughs> blouses. I mean, there's so many. Like, I'm just thinking right now, like, like just like bigger body like dudes who I'd be like, yeah, Eric who? Wilson. Eric Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's the dad at the Red Y. Cigarette in one hand, just he's, like he's where Eric Wilson's wearing fucking Rex specs. He's out here with the goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who? Like, who? What's that fucking dude's name? Who like? The dude on Instagram, you know, talking about. Oh, him. the big dude, yeah, 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 yeah. who just shoots bricks. And <laughs> they, uh, who would you not want? Who would be uh, Rivers Cuomo would be the last pick off the bench, definitely. Oh, easily. <laughs> who don't want to want? Like, who do you think can't ball? Springsteen will come in jeans. Oh, oh yeah, Springsteen come in jeans and boots. Nick <laughs> Jagger. Oh, I want Luke Bryan coming off the bench. Luke Bryan seems like a. Luke he Bryan. seems like a. Um, oh hell yeah, I'll play. <laughs> like just come out and fucking. He's kind of the he's guy that like a football guy. No, that's the thing. He's like a football guy that's athletic. Yeah, he's so a he three. He's just yamming into people. He can be in a truck commercial. He's like yeah, a bull in a yeah. china shop. He can't control his body in basketball, so he's like yeah, five yeah, easy yeah. five. I want twenty one. Yeah. I want twenty one. Like, <laughs> you have to play football. <laughs> <laughs> I want twenty one Savage. Twenty one Savage in the lane, just going pussy. Did you listen to the new album yet? I didn't. Yo, piece of shit. It start. The album starts. It's narrated by Morgan Freeman. There's like four Morgan Freeman skits on it, and Morgan Freeman like curses and shit. Like Twenty One Savage definitely wrote the dialogue. He has a song called "Snitches and Rats," and Morgan Freeman's like, "There's a difference between a snitch and a rat," (laughs) and he goes through it and he goes, "But a rat is just a fucking rat," (laughs) and it's like. But the the album I starts. A, I kind of have a problem with that. The the no the, the 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 beat starts. The first beat starts. And it's like this menacing ass beat, and then all of a sudden I hear his twin and Savage go, ha 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 ha, pussies. <laughs> and I isn't. I was running, and I had to get off the treadmill because I was like, yo, this is fucking <laughs> hilarious. I'm I'm mad you guys took Quavo because that's such an obvious pick. Well, Eric took him. Yeah, you didn't take shit, bro. <laughs> you don't want you don't want Offset or Takeoff. You don't want the rest of the Migos to be a part of your lineup. How can I take Migos to play too? That's true, but I mean they can be it's on your bench. Rick, I would not want Rick Ross because I feel like he has asthma. Rick Ross, or I was thinking Jadakiss, but Jadakiss seems like the type of guy that comes out, talks a lot of trash, but then like hangs by the three the whole game. Yeah, he's just bitching <laughs> about calls the whole game. Yeah. He's he's an and one guy. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's Drake. Yeah, Drake's definitely an and one guy. There's this fucking real quick. There's this um the dude from nice the dude from uh, Die Antwoord. Yeah, I forget his fucking oh, name. Oh, that um, that whole story Kanye is thing. fucking incredible. Dude, he goes over. Yeah, he goes to Kanye's and, and he's yeah, watching they, like, porn. Like, yeah, watch that video if you guys. Yeah, watch the ch- video of the singer from Die Antwoord just yeah, talking about just going Google to play like, basketball. Die Antwoord, like Kanye and Drake. Or he's like, he's like, or he's shit. like, it's and then we, he's Kanye says, "Can we go to my friend's house to play basketball?" And I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "I don't know how to play basketball." And they go to Drake's house next door, and Drake and his boys are all in like full Jordan uniforms. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They tell the 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 dude's nickname is Ninja. They're like, yeah, yeah, just just sit this one out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, is there anybody else we're like glaringly missing that um, would be fucking hilarious? Win Butler. Arcade oh, fire. he can fucking ball. He can actually ball though. He can ball. He's another really? all star. He's an all star game guy. Win Butler is a man of many hidden talents. He's Are de- you serious? Yeah, dude. First of all, he's huge. Win yeah, Butler is enormous. He's like six eight. I heard he's an asshole, but I don't care because I love the Arcade I love. Fire. Oh, I love Arcade Fire. Yeah, uh, I saw them play at like Glastonbury. Well, I didn't see it. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I, like, I was the, in the pit. I saw it on uh, uh, what was that shit called? What was that fucking with the butterfly? You know what I'm talking about? It was. It used to be like MTV videos. But oh, Palladium. Palladium. Yeah. Palladium. yeah, Palladia. Palladia. I think it was called or something. Yeah, but I saw it on that. But yeah, I heard that guy's an asshole. Oh no, no techno DJs. That's a rule. No chains. Sm- I want the chain smokers to play against me just so I can yam on them. Damn, I take I take Matoma. <laughs> who who from us would get picked? Ken obviously. Yeah. Ken's eight point five. Look, I'll give you six hard fouls and I'll rebound. No doubt. My Jamie's kind of wet. <laughs> my <laughs> friends, I used to shoot a lot, so my friends call me Burke the two. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, put me in coach. Erica, 
er- Erica come through and just punch you in the nuts. Er- Erica, kind of yeah, Erica's throwing <laughs> elbows. Yeah, dude. Will she's clearing out the restricted area. <laughs> Will getting bodied down in the post, yo. <laughs> and I mean, we're gonna bring up Jimmy. Yeah, Will just has a black eye. Like, <laughs> Will's a Rex. J- no, I picture Jimmy with a headband and Rex specs on and elbow pads. Like Jimmy, Jimmy has like half a fucking like roast pork Italiano. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture I picture Jimmy as a uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman from fucking Along Came Polly. Just out here go Rain Man. <laughs> oh man, I don't know that. So yeah. Uh, we have to do a WNBA team one day too, because I want to know like who would be like who be your one, your two, your three, and your four for oh, the yeah. WNBA. I, like I want Alicia Keys is my point guard, no doubt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think Miley Cyrus would be good too. Yeah. No. Um. I don't know. We have to think. We have to think about this. Put a plug in that. Yeah. A, a, a I'm, de- thinking of, I'm thinking of women. I definitely want on my team. Lady Gaga probably be creative. She'd probably be a good one. Lauren Hill. Lauren, oh, Lauren Hill. yeah. Lauren Hill's probably got handles. Yeah. Megan the Stallion's my center. No <laughs> doubt, dude. Because no doubt, no doubt she can ball. I can guarantee that. And she's got fucking swag for days. Yeah. She'll fucking, she'll yam on Tory Lanez, I'll tell you that much, bro. <laughs> fucking Tory Lanez, all five foot two of them shooting people. I think they should just have a celebrity all-star game where they have them two go out and Megan the Stallion just bodies them. <laughs> bodies them. Really yeah, Tory Lanez is really, really, really he short. Is nice. So is Uzi. Oh, I would have Uzi play though. Uzi be a gr- yeah. U- Uzi be great for team morale. I feel absolutely. Like he would he's a Rodman type. He's just he off the sadness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're definitely gonna have to do a WNBA team, and then we need to do we need to do like a a fucking an, an NFL. I want to do a full <laughs> full NFL. That would have been too tough with the um, tight schedule. Well, who, who's but. your who's your quarterback? Like just off the top of your head, who's your quarterback? Think about it. it's got to be a country singer. I feel Blake like Shelton. Blake Shelton be a good Damn. quarterback. All American. I'm just thinking of like quarterback because there's like like I'm thinking like traditional like Brett Favre quarterback. I'm thinking Blake Shelton. Although no, <laughs> Quavo, <laughs> Quavo's <laughs> yeah. not quarterback. Quavo's yeah. another good one. Quavo, um, like who does like who who gives you quarterback vibes? Like who's just like a leader? Who's a leader of Kendrick Lamar? Kendrick go out there. Young now Jesus. Kendrick Kendrick's like a running back to me. Yeah. Ken- Kendrick's like a slashing running back. Young Jeezy. Jeezy. He throws the ball and just goes, yeah. He kind of looks like Jamarcus Russell. He does kind of look like Jamarcus <laughs> Russell. I'm sorry, Jeezy. <laughs> Catch these hands, bro. Yeah, I'd dude. also... T- I don't want any problems, well, Mr. Jeezy. Well, two, 2 chains is definitely a wide receiver, for sure. Tight end. Nah, dude. He, he I see him bossing people. Who'd be a tight end? Ferg. <laughs> Ferg's a tight end. Ferg. The game. The game. Yeah, dude, the game How did we not sure. pick game to play? Game would have been great for basketball. I didn't even think of that. Although, he would spend his whole time... Referencing the rest of the guys playing, he's like, "I got a three, like two chains." <laughs> it bo- yeah, I-, I was thinking about this today because I was I was running and Ale Bumbaye came on the nice. song. Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, hell yeah. How many times has Game referenced Kanye in a song? He says it all the fucking time. He's like, he's that like, whole entire LAX album. I feel like just, he's like, like, Kanye like every song. He's like, and since my mama died, or since his mama died, Kanye can share my mom too. Like he says Kanye all the time. Yeah. Gonna rumble in the jungle with these new Kanyes. He just got stuck on it. That always bothered me about the game because whenever game's on a song with somebody, he he like changes to their style. Mm-hmm. It's I hated that uh, Martians and Goblins song with, with Tyler. him and Tyler the Creator. Yeah. I hated that song because I was like, game is just doing Tyler the Creator. Mm-hmm. Tyler definitely would not be one of my picks. He, no. he just like, nah, definitely not. I don't think he can ball. No. I could be wrong. He can skate. Oh, he can definitely skate. We need a skate team too. Oh, you Ooh. do that. I don't know. No, probably not. We will. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our episode. Uh, we're going to be back later this week, episode number 49. And then, of course, next week is Nashville week. Stick around for that. Also, fucking pre-save monster. 
Get ready for Monster on Friday. Big things ahead. Any last words? Let us know if you have any basketball players. Yeah, we need, we need we need musicians starting a team. Yeah, we're putting together a league. Let us Big know if three. you have any. <laughs> let us know if you have any arenas that we can lease. Yeah, fuck you guys. We love you.